Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Multi-Location Marketing Podcast. Uh, my name is Elliot Olson, and I am here with uh, the esteemed CEO of Market Snare, uh, Matt Nichols. And today we are talking about organic visibility, which is uh, arguably one of the most uh, valuable strategies uh, and aspects of your local marketing program, and also one of the most elusive, especially for uh, especially for multi-location businesses. And uh, Matt, I think we wanted to start this episode with a little a little story. Sure. So yeah, I mean, we love talking about this topic because massive fortunes can be gained and, and lost through organic visibility. And one case in point that I, I really like to point out, I mean, this is the case really across the board, but we have a national um, home services brand that we work with uh, over 100 markets in U.S. and Canada, and they spend literally millions of dollars a year on paid digital advertising. These guys are are avid marketers, and for years they really struggled with how to break through uh, in their local markets organically, as they were competing with local businesses and how to, how do they act more local? And they uh, came to us and they. They were really struggling with this and we put in place some of the strategies that we're going to talk about today and they were able to uh, generate organic leads uh, across you know all of their local markets at about 1 25th the cost that they are getting conversions in paid digital advertising so it's really exciting uh, if you can put these programs in place organic is is so valuable and it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's always there. We're going to talk more about that. But um, it's really worth your time to think about how to do better organically uh, in your local markets. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about why organic search visibility should really be, in our opinion, the foundation for most um, local marketing programs. And so I thought we'd start out, um, Matt, I just kind of wanted to ask you, could you just give us um, you know, a brief kind of definition for organic visibility? Sure. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of paid, right? Um, organic, the, the trick to organic is that it's earned. So you can't pay to be there. And Google, uh, Bing, you know, the other search engines, they they really look at uh, a wide range of factors. I mean, I, I've heard it been said that Google has over 300, you know, criteria, kind of their secret recipe or their algorithm that they use to determine who uh, gets ranked higher than the other people. But organic is really everything that you're doing to earn a spot in you know the top of those search results. So if you have a consumer looking for your product or service in a local market, you know, there are paid ads that are that are displayed within uh, the search results, and then there are the organic listings or the earned listings that are there based on a number of criteria. And if you think about it, what Google's objective is is to match up their you know their customers that are using their search engine with uh, the best companies that are going to provide what the customer is looking for. So they want to put companies up there that are established, that have earned uh, trust and credibility, and that are gonna do a good job of servicing the customer. Because if the customer is finding good results, they're gonna keep coming back and using the search engine. If they're not finding what they're looking for, or they're not finding good companies, then they're going to, to look to find that information elsewhere. So 
the search engines are really uh, motivated to provide the best companies. And kind of the art of how do you get ranked higher is what we call search engine optimization, right? And that's mm-hmm. part of the organic uh, puzzle. And we're going to talk today about a lot of the different things um, that go into it um, and how can you look you know, more local in what you're doing because that's being rewarded today as well. So organic is earned. You can't pay to be there. You've got to do all the right things so that your company comes up higher uh, in important searches uh, versus paid where you're paying Google or Bing or, you know, some of these other providers for the right to be uh, at the top of the list as consumers are looking for specific products and services in a local market. Right on. Yeah. And you mentioned SEO being a part of organic visibility. Um, We talked to a lot of different digital marketers who are working for national brands that, you know, obviously we work with multi-location businesses here and a lot of them are, are, you know, whether it's their kind of thought way of thinking, or maybe they're working with a brand that has a history of thinking this way. They're very focused on a national presence um, and, and, and how to rank their, maybe their national website and create organic through that. And so I guess a question I want to ask you is, uh, is local SEO, you know, still relevant for for national brands? Sure, it's a great question, and you know, my my thought is that uh, it's more relevant than ever. Um, there's a big difference between you know what consumers do at a national level and what they do at a local level. So, generally, nationally, you know, you're you're building brand recognition, um, the the quality and trust in your brand. And it's great if consumers are looking for you by your brand name um, and checking out your products, and it's a great place for them to do research. Um, Now, at the local level, generally, it's a little bit lower down the funnel when they're actually looking for someone to fulfill that need. So they may look for your brand uh, with a geographic modifier at the local level, but a lot of times consumers might not know who your brand is or they've looked at it, but they've forgotten. So they may look for something specifically um, by, you know, the product or service that they're looking for. So let's say they're in the uh, HVAC space or plumbing, you know, or another kind of home service windows. They may um, just look for, you know, AC repair in Indianapolis or, you know, plumbing, uh, emergency plumbing services in Austin, um, where they're using more of a category of something that they're looking for and then looking for companies to evaluate who can meet that need at the local level. Uh, and there's a million different examples of that, but that's that kind of the last mile of the sale, right? You could be this great national brand and have a great website, but when people are looking for specifically what you do in a local market that they need that product or service, they're going to be connected with local companies or the local representatives of your brand um, if you're doing a good job. And then you're going to be able to pull up uh, that local web presence that is ranked and you're going to be able to evaluate that company and you know, you're trying to convert them into an actionable lead. So um, that last mile is so critical because that's you know where consumers are looking um, 
it's informing them of who's actually going to be delivering the service. It's building trust and credibility at the local level. So if you're not there, you're missing out on uh, a huge part of the market that you know you want to connect with. So uh, pretty much across the board, you know, every marketer would say if someone's looking for what we do in our local market, we need to be there, right? And mm-hmm. and so uh, it's more relevant than ever. It's a critical part of the strategy. And as we talked in the intro, um, it's it's highly valued um, source of, of leads because you're connecting with people that are actively looking for what it is you do in that local market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why should why should organic be the foundation for a local marketing program? You know, does it you know, a lot of times people are heavily companies are heavily invested and paid. Um, and for good reason, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, Google has a huge paid ads program, right? Uh, so how do, you know, why, why is organic maybe better or why is organic something you should do in tandem with, with paid or how do, how does somebody choose between, between that or weight those things? Sure. It's a good question. And, you know, there always is. Uh, it's always advised to kind of have a good mix between the two. I kind of liken organic to a freight train, right? It it's, takes time to kind of get up to speed, but once it's rolling, it's almost impossible to stop. And, you know, it can really carry a lot of weight for your organization. Um, it can deliver a wide range of uh, visibility across a lot of different topics your primary geography and maybe other community and geographic uh, terms that you're servicing from that location. So it has, you know, a very um, wide and deep uh, visibility component to it. Uh, Paid is very much kind of like a jet plane, right? It gets up to speed really fast, but you know, it's burning that jet fuel and it can be very expensive. So if you run out of budget, you're not visible anymore. Um, And, you know, generally you're not getting the breadth and depth of, of terms that you are with organic. So, uh, you know, I always recommend that, you know, to establish a foundation in organic because, again, it's always there. It doesn't go away when your budget runs out. Um, and it is, it doesn't cost you every time somebody's clicking, right? So, you know, when, when they're clicking through to your site, you know, you're getting that visibility day after day um, without it ever fearing going away. Now, you can use paid to kind of supplement that. And as you start doing really well organically, that can impact, you know, what terms you're, you're bidding for, you know, on the paid side, or you can have multiple uh, chances at acquiring that customer on, on a search engine result page or what we call a SERP, S-E-R-P. And you know, if you have an ad at the top and then you're one of the first organic listings, you know, that can be a great combination to give you multiple, you know, kind of uh, bites at the apple, if you will. Right on. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me uh, that multi-location businesses would be invested in paid. (laughs) I mean, it's measurable. It's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. There's, it's not, I mean, it definitely is complicated. Like I'm not trying to make it sound easy, but there's tons of companies that vendors and that will manage your stuff for you or whatever. And 
it's kind of like I just put more money in and then I get more money out and I know it's just easy to measure. Um, and I know there's a lot of different challenges that can come across, can come with trying to create an organic, you know, program or an a organic aspect to a local marketing program. And so I thought we'd just spend a couple minutes kind of talking about some of those challenges. What are, what are some of those challenges that you see um, when you're talking to multi-location businesses that maybe, maybe they want to do organic, um, but they're just running into the, the work that's involved or, you know, any various other problems that, are, that come up with oh, yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with paid, as you said, it's, you know, not that it's easy, but you know, you pay money, you determine what terms you want to be found for, and then you're instantly visible for those terms. Right. And the problem comes into, you know, it's very easy to waste money um, on terms that aren't converting. So it, it does take time and experience to really dial in your paid ads to where they're profitable. You're also competing against lots of other businesses. So especially in more competitive markets, those keywords may be bid up significantly. So you're paying a lot more per click and you just have to be really efficient at it. Organic, I think people uh, have some level of angst about it because there are all these different variables and, and it's constantly changing. And um, you might think that you're gonna put in a bunch of effort and maybe only marginally move the needle. And that's right. probably true with um, multi-location businesses because you're generally competing against uh, local businesses that that's their only location. And so there's this concept that we talk about with um, in the SEO world of domain authority versus local relevance, right? So obviously right. when you talk about domain authority, that's kind of a arbitrary ranking system that people try to figure out like certain sites are more authoritative. And they, if you have a national brand that's been around for many years, you've done a good job of marketing, that domain is likely gonna be very authoritative, you know? So uh, versus a local website for, you know, a local provider that's just in a single market, they're not gonna have near the domain authority of a big national brand. But what they are gonna have is much higher degree of relevance to that local market. So if I'm in Austin, Texas, for example, and we're talking about plumbing and my entire website is all about plumbing services that, that we deliver in the Austin market. So that site is pretty much 100% about plumbing in Austin. If you're a big national brand and you have hundreds or thousands of pages on your website and you have a single location page for Austin, Texas, you know, that talks about plumbing in Austin, your site isn't very relevant to the Austin market. It's only you know, a really small percentage of the content on your site are about that. So when we look at the, the search results in a local market, what we see is that Google is giving big preference to uh, businesses that are more relevant to that local market because the consumer doesn't want to go off to some national site. Uh, they want to purchase that locally. So there are ways to make you know, your location pages on a national site more locally relevant, but it's gonna be really hard to compete against a site that is all about that service in that one local market. So if domain authority trumped everything, all you would see 
our national domains, you know, when you do right. local search. So there's, there's a recipe in there for how do you get more local. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that national brands have. How do we localize our content and our information so that we look like more like a local business? So a lot of people, what they'll do um, that, that we talk to is they'll, you know, you start to talk to them about organic visibility and they're like, oh, we got that covered, you know, or we're doing something. And what generally they're talking about is they have location pages on their national site. Maybe they're paying a service to manage their business listings at the local level. So they have a GMB account for that location. Maybe, you know, uh, the other, you know, core business listing sites, they've got address, so their address, name, address, and phone number are the same. And they think that they're doing local marketing. But in reality, 99% uh, of the time, they're really missing out on the lion's share of the opportunity. Because what happens is, you know, they, they've got really a bunch of uh, search terms that are really important to their business, and they're not really measuring all of those and saying, how well are we performing in that local market, right? And, and I see generally, like, we do a lot of analysis work, so we'll do, uh, keyword ranking reports. So we'll say, let's take 20 of the most important keywords uh, that are important to your business and let's um, do searches in each of your local markets and then kind of aggregate all that data and see, you know, how well you're doing. And generally we're seeing between, you know, 10 to 20% of search terms on, uh, you know, in the top three of Google, maybe 40, 50% on page one of those terms that are important to them. And people may think, well, we're doing pretty well, right? Um, but in reality, you know, we're seeing uh, people that are implementing true local strategies really reach, you know, 75% top three uh, of the search results and, you know, 90, 95% page one placement. So that's really what's possible. So if you're, if you're only getting you know, 10 to 20% of your terms in, you know, those top three positions where the bulk of the traffic is. So I think it's something like 50, 60% of the clicks come in those, you know, top three, four uh, search result listings. And as you go down the page, if you're ranked fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth, it just continues, you know, to go down in terms of the click-through rate. Um, and if you're on, not on page one, you're basically invisible, less than 1% of searchers, you know, will click through on listings, you know, 11 through 20, that would be on page two. So you really need to understand, you know, where you're at currently, uh, and then, you know, really understand what's possible to really understand, you know, kind of where you're at um, currently, and you know, what opportunity there is, you know, for really doing a, a better job there at the local level. Yeah. And, you know, there's some, we, we, you know, there's some people we talk to and they, they know that they could be doing better. They know that that's important. Um, and maybe they have some sort of organic program running, but they're not, their, 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 their challenge is that it's like, Hey, I've got 50 different websites and I'm trying to manage all this and I'm trying to create content. And it's like, it's just a, it's just ridiculously challenging. And so, you know, that's a challenge that we see or like, um, you know, making updates, stuff like that is challenging, um, you know, or they're, 
depending on their local rep or dealer to write that content as well um, and publish things. And that's, you know, that's a huge challenge and gets in the way of a lot of people taking on organic kind of strategies. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think, I think those are things as well that people, people struggle with. Um, yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, I think that, you know, when you're talking about the challenges, so, you know, we, we mentioned people, a lot of people think they're doing a great job and they're doing, you know, maybe the best that they know how to do. Uh, and if you say, well, why aren't you doing, you know, why don't you have more content on there at the local level? And the general answer is it's, it's difficult. It's time consuming. I mean, imagine if you have a hundred locations or 500 locations trying to get uh, unique local content on a regular basis on the website, it just, it becomes in a massive undertaking if you don't have some technology or some ways to do that more efficiently. And so I, I think that's the biggest ingredient that I see missing, you know, with most of these efforts that people are doing. They can have the technical optimization dialed in, they can be doing all the things that people in the industry are saying to do, and they're still hitting that, you know, that ceiling of that 10 to 20%, you know, in the top three, where all the traffic is and they're like how do i break through and, and really i would say the short answer is content right and how do we know that content is the driver well all you have to do is look at what google is telling us directly themselves if you go and read google's seo starter guide you know how do i improve my rankings you know this is a direct quote creating compelling and useful content will likely influence your website more than any other factor so you know it's really comes down to, you know, frequency of content, quality of content, and then, you know, what is that content relevant to? And, and we would say, you know, the subject that you're, that you're talking about, right? Like if you're doing plumbing, you gotta be talking about plumbing related topics and then geography, right? If you're doing plumbing in Austin, Texas, you gotta be talking about plumbing in Austin, Texas. And the more localized and locally relevant you make that, then you know the better you're going to do. So another Google also publishes kind of a uh, affiliate program uh, guideline, and that's for you know local sites or local web presence, whether they're on a, a single national domain, a subdomain, or they're standalone domains at the local level. All of those strategies can work uh, pretty well, but uh, that creating that unique content. Is really important so one of the things google says uh this is another quote pure affiliate sites consisting of content that appears in many other places on the web are highly unlikely to perform well in google search results and may be negatively perceived by search engines unique relevant content provides value to users and distinguishes your sites from other affiliates making it more likely to rank well in google search results so again the key there is you can't just take the same thing, template it, and carbon copy it across all your locations. Right, right. Swapping out the name and the address, that's not going to fly. So, at the end of the day, you know you need each one of your affiliate or your local reps or your dealers or your franchises. They have to have content that is both unique, you know, so that they're getting credit for it. Because Google only gives credit to unique originating sources of content. So if you create it once and put it on a hundred sites, it's not going to be viewed as unique and it's not going to help that local site build authority. 
So if you can, can publish unique local uh, content across each of these sites that is relevant both to the geography and to the service, what that's going to do is Google's going to see that as original content and it's going to help build your authority and really it's going to propel you up those search rankings, which is, is super important. And the longer you do that, um, you know, it just is building more and more credibility across all these different topics that you're keying on, right, that are important to you. And, you know, with that content on site, you know, you can do some things with internal linking uh, to the target pages you really want to be uh, the pages to get indexed, and there are ways to do that. Now, the biggest challenge that you're going to have is how do we get that done, you know? And so if you're going to try to, to put an effort to really get better, more locally relevant content, what are your options, right? And that's always one of the big challenges. And, and a lot of people just throw their hands up and say, oh, that's way too hard. That's not going to happen. So we're not going to do it. But, um, you know, if you were going to do it, how would you do it? Well, you could have an army of writers, you know, centrally that, that work for the parent organization and develop content and publish it out. But that's really not very cost effective. And it would just take an enormous amount of effort, you know, and generally, we recommend, you know, doing new content on a weekly basis on these sites. It could be more or less depending on your market. But, you know, the other option people think about is, well, can we just have the local representatives um, be responsible for it, right? Let them go do it. You know, the problem with that is most of them aren't going to do it. They're going to be delayed. And then, you know, either they're not going to do it or they're going to get behind or frustrated because most people just aren't writers. They're out running that local business, whether it's a franchise or they're a dealer, you know, for you or some other kind of representative of your brand. They're not used to writing content and for them to come up and think of content and produce it at a quality level that's acceptable and keying in on the right keywords that you... That they're, not they're, they're not marketers. They're not marketers. marketers. So they hate doing that more than about anything else you could ask them to do. That's why they're paying usually... <laughs> I mean, if they're franchised, that's what they're paying you. They're right. paying to get involved so, in that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they can hire somebody at the local level, right? A local uh, marketing agency or a freelance writer to do it. But again, what you're doing is recreating the wheel at the local level. And again, collectively, if you look at the dollars being spent to do that, you're paying a huge amount of money more than you need to. So, you know, the solution we've come up with as a company in, in working in this for many years is technology that allows you to create content at the central level and then publish it out. And we have some advanced, we create data profiles for each location. Um, we have some localized content at the local level that we can bring in or user generated content. There's a lot of different strategies, but the idea is you do it once, you create topics, and then you publish it out to your entire network. And it goes to the people, um, each location that has, you know, that are offering that service. And it customizes it or personalizes it for that location, things that make that location unique, the local geography. And you can use technology to do that in a sophisticated way. And we have ways that we can, you know, make the uniqueness at that level that Google is going to see it and say, yeah, this is unique content for this location that's relevant here and it's going to really help drive the visibility. So there, there are multiple ways that you can achieve that, but I think the best way is to utilize technology to do that at scale. And that really allows you to look like a much more local business. And again, that can be done 
with standalone websites, subdomain websites, you know, subdirectory websites. So there's, there's, you know, different approaches on how you do it um, and how you execute depending on your market, your brand strategy as a company, those types of things. But really finding a way to get that content out there on a regular basis is what's really going to help you break through that uh, ceiling that you're bumping up against and really compete against those local businesses in a way that's going to produce the kind of results we talked about at the beginning where you're really seeing your organic leads grow and it's becoming you know a great consistent source of lead generation and visibility you know in every one of your local markets yeah right on right on well i think that is the episode for today um is there anything else you want to add mac i think we kind of we covered a lot of we covered a lot of uh uh territory yeah. and one <laughs> I would just say, you know, there are other legs of the stool, obviously, uh, that make up, you know, good SEO performance. So there is technical things that you have to do to make sure Google knows what your site's about, schema, um, you know, your page titles, you know, keyword uh, density is kind of a concept that's kind of gone away. Google's gotten really smart about uh, figuring out, you know, if you're talking about a certain subject um, that they can kind of connect the dots more than they've been able to in the past. But, you know, it really, yeah, you can't just put a bunch of keywords in a piece of body content. No, and then I mean, you gotta, and that's yeah. say, if you write good content, they'll figure it out. And, and that's why, you know, some of the SEO tricks and things that people have done in the past, they really don't work anymore. It's really about being in the stream of what Google's looking for philosophically. And that's who are you? What are you about? You know, are you are you authoritative on this topic? And one of the key ways they determine that is that you're writing good stuff on a regular basis. Some of the things that are really important are those business listings. You know, we talked about having a good GMB uh, listing, but there are literally hundreds of other types of directories that are out there, um, whether it be Yellow Pages, your local chamber of commerce, maybe some industry specific directories. Um, others mapping services. So there are some good services out there. We do it as well uh, in terms of just helping manage that so that you are going out there and making sure your business information for each of your locations is accurate and that you have listings on all these sites. So Google, they're not just indexing your site, but they're indexing the entirety of the web. So they see all these other places that are mentioning you. And if you're address is different or your business name is different across all these, it doesn't build that kind of trust. So when you have that consistency across all those directories out there, that really is a trust signal that says uh, to Google, these people are who they say they are. They're a legitimate business. They've been around. They're putting effort into it. So that's another major uh, signal, uh, a piece of the puzzle. Um, not as important as the content, but still important. Uh, your reviews, right? So when we talk about organic, these are all things that are out there in the universe of the web that can be seen and that provide trust signals. So if you have, you know, a high number of high quality reviews, that goes a long way to building trust, especially with Google uh, and other search engines as well. Um, that's another trust signal, right? Social activity can be a, uh, a trust signal that's out there as well. You know, backlinks and citations can be important. Uh, Google's moving away from backlinks, but they still can be an important 
um, signal to say, hey, these other trusted sites are linking back to me. Um, it's a little bit more tricky to do at scale, but um, you know, we generally try to focus more on citations and these business listing sites that can give you some good links and citations back to your site to build that authority. And, and generally, we see being able to uh, perform really well without you know getting into backlinking, but especially in more competitive markets, you know, um, making an effort to um, you know be published in local publications and things that are linking back to your site can be helpful as well. So there's kind of a an entire recipe, and that all goes into your strategy. It really depends on your industry and your market, how competitive your markets are how niche you are, or are there hundreds of companies competing for that traffic? So those are all things that go into it. But, you know, it really, at the, at the, at the end of the day, you've got to start with understanding what keywords you're trying to be found for, doing a little bit of keyword research and see what, you know, Google is very stingy in sharing their data. So a lot of times you've got to look at that data more on a national level and see how people are searching, you know, what, what different ways are people searching for the things you do? What are the, the best phrases, um, terminology to use that you want to key in on? And then you develop a strategy that you're going to implement. And, and then a content architecture for that local web presence. Again, what pages need to be there? You really need a page for each of the subject matters that you're talking about. So if you do plumbing, HVAC, and duct cleaning, you need to make sure you have pages on each of those topics that you're really optimizing and then writing content about as well. So starting with a good strategy and then really doing some research. And I think in our next podcast, we're going to go more in depth on this, but doing some research to really see how are you ranking across all your local markets for these important terms, you know, as you determine what those are. And then it will show you kind of where you benchmark against, you know, what's possible. And then, you know, you want to be tracking that every month and seeing how you're um, continuing to to perform and, and you should be starting to move up those rankings. And obviously the higher you are in the rankings, the more people are gonna be clicking through, the more traffic you're generating, you know, the more leads you're gonna generate, and ultimately the more revenue you're gonna be generating in each of those local markets. And so, you know, um, most of these local businesses that you're supporting, uh, whether they're corporate owned or independent businesses or franchises, you know, they're probably going to be blowing up your phone and your your inbox, you know, complaining if they're not being found, you know, or their competitors are beating them out for these terms because they understand how important it is. And that visibility is a lifeblood to their business. So um, if you're like most of the multi-location businesses we talk to, you know, this is probably an area you're looking to improve. And the upside and the ROI is just huge more than any other thing. So that's really why we say, this should be a foundation of any other uh, of any program because it's always there. It doesn't go away uh, when your budget runs out. And, you know, over time, as you continue to focus on organic, you're just going to be found for a much wider breadth of terms, more geographies, not just the, you know, if you're in Indianapolis, Indiana, you still want to get found for the suburbs like Carmel and Noblesville and, um, fishers, you know, there are other ways that people could be searching that you may be servicing from that location. So you want to just capture, you know, cast a wide net, right? The wider the net, the more geographies, the more 
um, short tail and long tail terms are being found for and combinations of those, the more of the overall opportunity in that market you're capturing, and that's really going to propel, you know, results. And we see um, our clients, you know, improving, you know, high double, even triple digit gains usually in the first few years. And then, you know, they continue to see high double digit gains five, six, seven years into a program because of the nature of, you know, just how that works as, as your net widens over time. So definitely worthwhile. Um, definitely what we see as, you know, the highest value source of leads, as we said, a lot of companies are generating organic leads, 120th, 125th, the cost of what uh, they're getting them for and paid. And then you use paid to kind of supplement that, fill in the gaps and, you know, drive additional leads, um, you know, in each of your local markets. Right on. It's like, it's like uh, SEO. I think of it as almost like real estate online. It's like yeah, you are, <laughs> you are, you know. I mean, I think there's there's so many different companies that are coming at you know, that that come at um, marketing from a different angle depending on the industry that they're in. You know, there's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of companies that traditionally have been able to generate a ton of leads. Other you know more traditional and more traditional methods. And then there are, there are, you know, companies that understand from the get-go. Maybe they're a newer company how important digital is, and so um, it can be a challenge for many company for these companies that maybe you have been doing more traditional things more traditionally to really adopt and say, hey, let's try to figure out some sort of organic digital strategy. Let's and I think looking at it like it's real estate is a really helpful way of, you know. Because it, it, it's it's like it, it's like equity online essentially, <laughs> you know yeah. you're you're yeah, investing. Yeah, yeah. As you establish that, and that's done through building authority, you know, um, over time, it's really hard to get you out of those positions if you're continuing to do the right things, you know, uh, month after month, and and that's another thing I think I that I would add to this is you know a lot of people we talk to say they're getting called every day by companies saying they can help them with their SEO and they can do this and they can do that. And what I think happens with a lot of marketing professionals is they get told a good story and what the companies do is they come in, maybe they fix some technical things on their site. They, you know, maybe tweak how they're doing their local uh, location pages. They do some business listing stuff and they, they might see some marginal improvement in the results, but it's nothing that's, you know, really moving the needle. And I would say that, you know, any effort that you're looking to do, if it doesn't um, revolve around unique, uh, high quality localized content for each of your locations, you know, it's not, it could give you marginal results, but it's not going to break through and give you massive gains uh, like we've seen with, you know, localizing that content. And again, just look at what Google says is is the most important thing in their eyes. And if you do that and you do a good job um, and you leverage your centralized assets, you know, that's a great thing. If you're a multi-location business, you generally have some brain power at the central level. You have good conversion strategies. You have good content ideas. You know what message is resonating with consumers. Um, you have good 
you know, uh, photography and graphical assets, video, and you can take those things and you can use them. But the key is localizing them for every one of those markets enough where they're actually building authority in that local market for you. And if you do that, you're going to experience phenomenal results. And I've never seen one program that didn't implement that strategy, that didn't um, just kick butt and really see their results grow you know, in a majorly impactful way to their organization. And the, the real question comes down to how do you best and most efficiently you know, get that level of content out on a regular basis? We've talked about some of those options, but yeah. uh, believe me, if you do that, you're going to win, you're gonna win big, and you're gonna see you know, phenomenal results. And there's nothing more satisfying than seeing uh, companies implement these strategies and just see their results go through the roof, whether that's, you know, uh, personal and career growth from the marketing team that, that put those things in place. We had a client that um, was in another home service brand in the window uh, treatment space uh, with about 45, 50 locations nationally they implemented this strategy and did so well that um, they started getting a lot of industry recognition and uh, their CMO actually got invited to present on this topic, you know, at a national CMO conference out, uh, I think it was in San Francisco, and uh, presented, you know, their strategy, how they did it, how they implemented it, and the results they got. So, um, and we've had businesses just you know, have record years, consecutive record years, you know, because they've been able to just blow their lead production out of the water. And obviously, you know, their uh, individual franchises or, or dealers, super happy, stop complaining. And, you know, they just love getting those leads and seeing um, their, you know, local business, you know, atop the search ranking. So, you know, those are all great reasons to uh, get out there and start thinking about local content and how it can impact your organic visibility and, and, and what some of the upside is, you know, for your organization. Right, right. And we're talking a lot about, you know, the challenges and, you know, obviously we, we, you know, market snare is a platform to be able to handle a lot of these things, but I just wanted to mention for those of you out there, that are like maybe skeptical or saying, oh, these guys are just talking about organic because that's what they're in. I will say, you know, we're looking at different companies all the time and, there are companies that understand how important organic is and do invest a lot in it and they do better. They, they do better. They, you know, companies, there, there are companies that write a lot of content and have managed to do it locally and do, a, and, and do, do well. Now, do they do as well as other companies that are publishing it even more regularly or have even more localized content? You know, I would, I would make the argument that that's not, they're not, they're not doing as well, but just for the, for the sake of, this conversation, um, I just want to let you know, like, if you're not doing anything, and then you start doing something, <laughs> you're going to do better because Google is going to reward that. So, um, you know, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a place for all marketing channels, right? Some people do really well with direct mail, money saver coupons, outdoor media, mm -hmm. like mass media, like radio and TV. Um, we obviously do a lot with digital paid. Uh, there are ways to kind of integrate those things into uh, a local marketing program, and they can all be really good tactics. But I would say, bar none, organic has the highest 
you know, return. And if you look at some of the national studies that have been done on this, um, it is, I think I just saw a study that said like 56% of businesses say that organic um, visibility, you know, or organic, um, you know, efforts are their number one most profitable uh, marketing tactic. So um, the majority of people, and I, that was the number one, you know, by a long shot. So um, there are a lot of people out there that believe that. I think a lot of people that don't believe that because they haven't had success with it because they might have been doing the wrong things or getting bad advice. And so they haven't been performing as well. But, you know, uh, there is merit to uh, a lot of different tactics and they all should be used together. But when we talk about foundational tactics, you know, we like to recommend the ones that are the highest value that, you know, yes, it does require some effort. And yes, there is some delay. Generally, you know, you're looking at three to six months before it really starts kicking in. But again, it's that freight train analogy. Once that freight train is moving, you know, you're going to see just continual growth um, like you wouldn't believe, you know, through that organic visibility. And you should still continue to invest in other things, but take a portion of that and really put in place a strong organic program because that will be the gift that keeps on giving, you know, year after year. And you can do lots of other things and you can measure and track them and keep doing the things that work and cut out the things that don't work. That's part of, you know, any great marketing strategy. But you will not be sorry for, you know, really putting a focus on organic, you know, from the beginning. And if you, you're doing other things, you can keep doing those, but carve out some of your budget to implement an organic program because, you know, I'm telling you, I have not seen, you know, one engagement where organic wasn't the number one most, you know, uh, effective and high value uh, source of visibility leads, you know, in, in a local market. So right it just takes a little bit of forethought and planning, but if you start diving into it, um, and we'd be happy to help you. I mean, if you want to reach out to either Elliot or myself through our contact information, you know, we do free uh, marketing assessments where we can show you, you know, how well you're performing and kind of what some of the benchmarks are and opportunity for growth is. And that's always a good uh, initial step, right, to get buy-in because you can see how you're doing. And there are ways that you can say, well, hey, we're getting – and again, I said we're going to talk about this in the next podcast. We'll go a little bit more in depth in it. But there are ways you can actually build an ROI case on, you know, if we, you know, are getting, if we're, you know, in the top 20, um, if we're 20% of our terms are in the top three and we move that to 40%, what would that mean to the organic traffic we're getting based on our conversion rate and, you know, what our average sale is? There are ways that you can start to calculate, like this is how much additional revenue we should be able to generate by growing in this area. So there's a lot of uh, great data out there that you can use at your disposal, at your disposal to, to build the case to say, here's where we're at today, here's what's possible, here's what it means if we move from here to here, and you know, what, that can, what that can do for our business overall and for each of our local markets. Awesome. All right, uh, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on another uh, episode. And um, yeah, we appreciate that. And we will 
yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of the Multilocation Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Multilocation Marketing Show. If you're a multilocation business wanting to improve your local marketing, visit marketsnare.com forward slash podcast for more content and resources. While you're there, book a call with one of our multilocation specialists where we'll dive into your local marketing challenges and offer recommendations for improvements. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Multilocation Marketing Show.